Welcome to the Wounded Healers Podcast. I'm Janessa. And I'm Amy. We were brought together by our shared wound of an autoimmune condition in our early 20s. This is a place where we explore our wounds with our listeners and guests who recognize the challenges of being human in hopes of helping all of us let let the light light in. in. Hi, everybody. Hello, listeners, and hello, Janessa. Welcome back to the Wounded Healers podcast. Janessa, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm doing good right now. Um, Amy and I were just saying before recording how it feels like it's been months since we've seen each other, but I think it's been like two weeks or three, <laughs> maybe at most. So it's funny how like time feels fast in some areas yeah. and really slow in others. So this one felt real fast. It is. It really almost. has. This this mm-hmm. time of the summer has gone really fast, I think. And it's obviously, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, We it's just these insular lives we live, not me and you particularly, I just mean as society now. I think with me working at home and stuff, most of the time, just days just go so quickly because it is like Groundhog Day. It's like, get up, have breakfast, sit on the sofa, do work, stop work, work out, make dinner, watch TV, go to sleep. But like, And I like barely even leave my house sometimes and it's just no wonder days go quick with that like lack of variety yeah Yeah, I'm sure people relate I'm sure yeah I'm over here thinking like oh man I I go into the office but it still feels kind of groundhog day-ish to be honest and my desk is like a damn mess right now it's so bad I need to clean it but um I'll get there I'll get there eventually (laughs) but for our hot or not topic, Amy had this idea, and I think it's really good. We wanted to see what you all think and what we think about uh, Lululemon as a brand. Mm. This is going to get spicy. It, I'm very excited. <laughs> I feel like we've been, like, coy and, like, dipping our feet in the water, and we're like, mm, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And this one's like, well, bam, this is definitely going to rub some people the wrong way, so I'm sorry <laughs> in advance. <laughs> sorry if you work at Lululemon. Yes, Paul. <laughs> no, I think right. I think very. Desi- I do think they're desirable. Like I think the branding's great, and I think the products are good. Like I think the stuff that I have from Lululemon is soft and like not see through, and the things that you want from workout clothes. Um, I do not understand where they get their price point from (laughs) I really (laughs) I do not understand why they are double the amount of like any other fitness brand like I have leggings that are just as good as Lulu that I would have paid half the price for so that's um something to think about but I have I did watch a documentary once um, not specifically about them. It might have been specifically about them, but they invented the reinforced crotch. So you know, some like oh. some leggings just have a seam all the way through the middle of the crotch, which yeah, is yeah, that gives me a camel toe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gives everyone a camel toe, babe. Like if yeah. if you have labia, you get a camel toe yeah. from having a seam. And yeah. I also think just like very uncomfortable and potentially unhygienic but lululemon you will notice and i think a lot a lot of other brands like clocked onto this have a little circle of material in the crotch 
so you have mm. um a nice thing a nice non scene like flexibility running yes. across your clit so that's great yeah so they did that Word. but i don't think that means that they can forever charge double for their clothes yeah so yeah that's a bit much um <laughs> that's a bit much no i literally and it's like fresh for me because i was just telling amy mm. like i've been actually going to the gym more with edlin who was on our climbing episode and she's been showing me these things like with weights and i you know I am dealing with my own little fears around weights and getting over those, especially with having RA. So I'm going really light, but I actually did something not weight related. I ran for the first time in like seven years on a treadmill and it was on a very low mode, but I have been afraid to run because of my knees and it went so well, you guys, like small steps. I didn't do it out of nowhere. I mean, I've been rock climbing and other things and learning my body's limits, but I did it. So what did I do to treat myself? I was like, okay. Ed and I were going to Lululemon anyway, and I was like, I'm going to get myself a pair of pants at Lululemon. And I picked them up, and I loved them, and I went to the checkout, and they were like, that'll be $100. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, (laughs) I had such a hard time. I was like, Janessa. But I was like, nope, treat yourself to a quality pair of leggings. Um, So I, I paid it up. But let me tell you, I do feel like I felt this type of quality in other leggings I own that are also mm. not a hundred dollars mm. so yeah a little painful a little painful to spend on <laughs> but they, they look good that is i'm conflicted that is extortionate <laughs> um and you know i actually this is a funny story that made i just thought of because of you when i was in san francisco i bought because lululemon <laughs> is cheaper in america than it is in the uk imagine that it's oh even gosh, more expensive what? in the uk yeah Ooh. they add on like 20 percent um because I think it's a Canadian brand, still made in like Vietnam or China or whatever, but I think it was founded yeah. in Canada. Um, uh, yeah, so I got some like trousers, like tracky type trousers, sweatpants trousers, um, and they left the security tag in. And so I left no. the store <laughs> and the alarms were going off and I went back in. I was like, oh, can you just check? There's no security tag because like, I'm not from here. I'm going back to the UK. There's a, there's only a few Lululemons. So if you leave it on, I don't really want to go to like London to get the tag yeah. off. This girl, dumb bitch, like checked it. She's like, I, prom- <laughs> I promise you there's no tag. You're absolutely fine, girl. Went off again. The alarm went off again. And they were like, you know, you're oh. fine. There's nothing. We've double checked. Got home. There's a tag in there. There's, there's a tag, tag in no. the pocket. <laughs> Um, oh, no. I know. So I um I just cu- luckily it's in the pocket, so I just cut it out. It's like you know you can kind of cut a hole in a pocket, and it's okay. So I just chopped oh. the security tag off. But yeah, can't blame Dang. can't blame the whole company for that one person's oversight. But, but when you're paying at, like I don't know a hundred as you just said a hundred dollars for a mm-hmm. pair of trousers, you'd think they could check them properly. That's very true. <laughs> and, you know, actually, I won't say her name on here, but I did have a friend, aside the point, but also have to deal with a tag <laughs> on some lingerie she bought. Like, it was, like, some really cute lingerie. Oh. And she's like, I don't live in this city. Mm. And they're like, you good. And she got <laughs> home and sent me a picture and was like, the fuck? And, um, but there's YouTube videos on how to take those off, I guess. So you can oh, get really nifty Well, yeah, I mean, I guess people regularly uh-huh. shoplift, don't they? So... That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, hmm, I wonder why these exist. Oh, you're like, right. I should have um, mm-hmm. I should have YouTubed how to get a security tag off rather than just cut a hole that I... Like, 
It's Regina George. You're going to start a trend. People are going to have like holes in their po- Lululemon pockets. I'm just waiting for a day I like put an AirPod in that pocket and it's never to be seen again. <laughs> oh no. Wow. I think, gosh, I'm considering like, is this hot? Is yeah. it not for me? Is it lukewarm for me? And you know what? Like, uh, the like we said the marketing is hot Mm. the marketing's hot they know what they're doing Mm. their marketing team's bomb um what's not hot is the prices so i'm gonna go with like a a mm, i hate going lukewarm you know what this episode is about people pleasing so i'm gonna try and revert from that um i'm going to say i'm gonna say it's hot because i really like the way my ass looks (laughs) in these blue lemons (laughs) And I really, like, believe that psychologically I just got totally duped by the marketing. So I think it's hot for Janessa. You know what? You know what? You're, like, starting this kind of new (laughs) hobby or or restarting a hobby. Mm -hmm. And if you've got something that, like, makes you feel bomb when you're putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and going on the squat rack or whatever you're going to be doing now, then Mm -hmm. um, that is hot. Money can't really buy that. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, right? Yes. And if they make you feel amazing, then yeah, they are hot. They are hot. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really want to call them hot, but I literally wear that Lululemon crossbody bag every day and I feel like <laughs> I'll be a mug if I say they're not hot and yet continue to wear that bag because there's nothing that doesn't fit in that tiny bag. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Fit more in that than I do in like a backpack I own. Um, so I'm going to have to say they're hot. <laughs> Otherwise, how could I walk around wearing their things? So they're hot. But they could improve their environmental practices and their use of non-recyclable materials and their... Did I say price already? Not yet. There you go. Not yet. And their price. Their price. Room for improvement. Still hot, but could be like so hot. Yeah. It could be really, really hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... That mm. is a good segue in speaking our minds into today's, you know, episode topic, which Amy actually was like, hey, I think we should do this topic of people pleasing and kind of like over expending energy, like over scheduling yourself or booking yourself mm. in certain ways. So I'm excited to go into this topic, Amy, because mm. I mean... This is kind of a weird question right off the bat, but like, do you identify yourself as like a people pleaser? Um, so I'm interesting. I think I can't say no to people that are like, that I really, really love and care about or mm-hmm. that are weirdly, I have a thing about like positions of responsibility. So like if someone higher up in the hierarchy in, than me in like work, would ask me to do something I would like have a mental breakdown and do it um <laughs> or <laughs> even if I couldn't really do it at that time um or yeah someone that I really deeply care about I can't set boundaries with people that I really love and really deeply care about you know um but <laughs> co-workers at my level they can't get a drop from me honestly <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm really good at boundary setting in that scenario um or yeah so I would say I'm it's it's very dependent for me um but what I do do is over schedule myself I think I think I I think I'm capable of doing more than I'm doing or 
if something comes to set me off on the wrong path then I crumble and I can no longer keep my commitments so I might I might have some things scheduled that I'm capable of doing if nothing else goes wrong but if like one thing goes wrong then I really struggle does that make sense I feel like yeah yeah I think Mimi calls it like the bounce back right oh yeah like that can be really hard like to get back on that train once that train has just like dumped you (laughs) off at a stop and you're like "Uh, where am I going (laughs) yeah what about you yeah I you know I always have to keep it honest and candid but you guys I am like a recovering people pleaser I'm calling myself like I have struggled with this big time and like not even like like you were saying Amy like certain people you have good boundaries with like if I'm being really really honest with everyone like I have struggled to make boundaries even with strangers I don't know like it like goes that far like and uh, yeah I guess like I guess it might be good to kind of like discuss like Mm. maybe some reasons why like I I think I'm a people pleaser but like one of the reasons is I believe it's a total like learned behavior for me um and to be honest like my grandmother is one of the sweetest women you'll ever meet and she will just like go out of her way to make sure you're comfortable and happy um and so I love her deeply and that's great but when you're doing that all the time expending that energy you oftentimes like are not you know filling your own cup Mm -hmm. and my mom is the same way my mom's amazing I love my mom so much but she goes above and beyond for people and um when I was younger, I think her boundaries weren't quite there. They were more flexible. But now that I'm older, my mom's done a lot of work to get to a point where she does have some boundaries and she's still working on them. But that's kind of like the background. So I really kind of inherited this, I think, from viewing and yeah. learning it from my grandma and my mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, just great. Like, that's the one thing I would express the most. Like, people pleasers, typically they're really good people. But mm. there's a lot of things rooted in that. And, like, yeah, I guess I'll I'll dive deep. But, like, I was, I was really pondering for me, yeah. like, what is deeply rooted in this? And um, for me, it's, like, a lot of anxiety is rooted around that mm. and feelings of, like, fight or flight. Yeah. Meaning, like, I want to avoid conflict in a lot of areas mm. of my life. And sometimes I go so far out of my way and I put so much on my plate to avoid conflict or to protect someone I love from feeling conflict themselves. And Mm -hmm. in the moment it feels heroic, but a lot of the times I think what I've done is I've blocked these experiences of other people having to face adversity that I love. Yeah. And I don't think that's good for their growth or Mm -hmm. even for mine. Mm -hmm. But how about you, Amy? Like, do you... Do you have any thoughts or, like, any ideas, like, maybe, like, where you would have gotten people-pleasing from or, like, was it modeled for you when you were younger? Um, I don't, do you know, I don't think so. I have to say, so my mom and my dad, and my dad were, like, my primary caregivers for most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, no, my mom is pretty good with her boundaries, actually. She's very, very good with her boundaries. Um, and, yeah, my dad as well is, um, he is... I was gonna call him a lone ranger but like he's not he's yeah completely he he's he's like a helpful person but he doesn't live for others you know like he absolutely is like his own person Mm -hmm. and he's super strong as well so no I don't think um 
I, I don't think they modeled it for me, but I do think I had a lot of insecurities um, when I chose not to go to uni. I don't know if we've discussed this before, but it definitely... We? Yeah. Yeah, I think you mentioned it once before in the past episode. It was, like, very much expected of me to go, like, in... um, I think it's a little... The setup's a little bit different in the UK versus the US, and, like, you have... Your student loans are really quite affordable. I'm sure there's people out there that are, like, horrified that I've said that, but, like, they make... They generally speaking, like our our student loans are like government sponsored, kind of, and they make it very easy for you to get loans. Like I think in the states, sometimes you end up getting even like bank loans, don't you? With like crazy interest. Whereas like everyone in the UK is called student finance, so it's the affordability question doesn't really come into it in the UK, and therefore. Mm if you're smart enough, you like go, basically. I think it's changing a little bit now, but back when I was leaving school, it was like that. So all my teachers were like, you need to go to uni. Like, and I would say like, I'm not really feeling it. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I'm not sure if it's right for me. I'm not sure if I want to leave home yet. And no (laughs) one helped me with anything else. They were just like, you you should go to uni. Um, And all my friends went and I just, you know, so when I didn't go, I really felt like I had something to prove. And therefore, mm. at work, when I started my job um, at Waitrose, I think that was like when I lost my sense of boundaries because I was like, oh no, I have to do really well here because I have to prove to everyone that leaving uni was the best thing for me and I have to be successful. So, and I was so young compared to everyone else. I was like 18, everyone else was like 30. So I was like, oh, everyone's so much older than me and like has more experience and everyone's so much better than me. So I think that was where I, um, I think that was where I started to like lose my boundaries because I, I feel like I had something to prove. And that yeah. continues on to this day, but now it's because I have RA, I'm, I have like a mental thing around, it's not really proving myself to other people so much now, but I'm like, you're gonna do this even though you're sick. That's my, that's my, yes. that's my new, that's my new cheerleader <laughs> in my head. I'm like, you have to be okay. You have to live your life. You can't sacrifice things that make you happy because of your illness. So you've got to go to this event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not really healthy. And that's how I get myself into, having to decline things on the day etc now oh I see what you mean that's working its way into kind of over scheduling and that kind of just being overly busy Mm. yeah because I was like go girl then you're like this is not good I was like oh no no." (laughs) yeah and it is that because like in a way it's like yeah that's great you shouldn't Mm -hmm. put your life on hold because you're sick but it's Mm -hmm. not okay if that means you're over subscribing and putting yourself in a difficult situation emotionally and mentally which is what I end up doing yeah no that's really a good recognition for sure Mm. and like I think you hit on something so important there that I had like noted down is that I believe that people including myself who have struggled with like people pleasing for a long time I believe you know I am gonna say this and I was gonna try and sugarcoat it a little but I think I just have to say it as it is that a lot of the time I believe that myself and other people are experiencing low levels of self-worth 
and are looking for external validation and knowing that other people are satisfied with the way that they're being treated. And so then it becomes that your value is based off of the way other people think of you. Mm -hmm. And that's really dangerous because Mm -hmm. your value is not determined by others. It's only determined by yourself solely. So that's something I've noticed is like, like you were saying, you had something to prove in that job and like you wanted to show, you know, that is like a smaller, like not smaller, but that is one facet of like the whole sphere Mm -hmm. of that. And like, I think that can leak into all types of like parts of life, like how we dress, like who we hang out with, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just believe that people pleasing has been heavily tied to like my Mm self-worth and it's something that I still have to remind myself, like, why do I want this person so badly to like me? Yeah, You know, like, who fucking cares like, it's somebody like literally like and, and what I'm saying is like on the level of like a stranger is like who fucking cares like it'll be someone bagging my groceries I'm like I hope you just have a great day and yeah I mean it but this is like so deeply embedded in my mind to like overly please and I'm just like bye have a great day and if they don't yeah. say anything back I'm like I'm the worst person like you know so yeah so yeah it goes deep it definitely does where do you have any theories on where that collectively Mm -hmm. comes from because you're not you are not unique in Mm -hmm. that experience at all yeah and I I definitely place my self-worth largely on other people's opinions of me where do you think that came from I I think it's such a good question I think that there's like so many different directions it can come from but I want to quickly just like note that I believe that from my experiences being discussions with other people I believe that this is very female centric um, and very like if you identify as female or feminine that you may experience this more than if you identify as masculine not to say that that men males not to say that they don't experience this people pleasing but what I think it is is that media has really drilled into our minds that women are these peaceful um very subdued human beings like where a woman having boundaries like can be seen as bitchy or can be seen as bossy and like what we've seen in movies and in media is that the people with good boundaries who may come off as bitchy bossy or a boss bitch mm-hmm. like they're like the most hated yes, in the movie you know and they're seen as and they're honestly portrayed as selfish yeah. and that's my least favorite part mm-hmm. it's like no it's not wow it's, i'm learning it's not that selfish yeah that's so true and like the and like a classic rom-com it's often mm-hmm. like the meek sweet like person Mm -hmm. that does everything for everyone and works like a 40 hour week at a bakery and like also adopts someone else's kid she's the one that like gets the gets the happily ever after and her friend Mm -hmm. that like has boundaries is just like you know a bit part and is still alone at the end but has said like a funny joke you know that's so true Janessa yeah and that just like what you just said there Amy completely solidifies that by doing this your value is this and your worth is this so by being this type of a 
archetype, Mm -hmm. you're going to get the guy or you're going to get the partner and you're going to get the job and all the good things. And we know that like life is definitely not a movie and that, (laughs) yeah, that, that those behaviors are not always rewarded that way. And also those movies don't really portray people taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of people out there who really take advantage of people who are, you know, people pleasers because they know they can get away with things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Good. That's yeah. very strong theory. I really put you on the spot there. I was like, where do you think it comes from? And I think you really nailed that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, do you have any any other thoughts of like other medias or I don't know what else would possibly contribute to that as well? Mm, I guess um, it's similar along the lines of um, movies, but also books. I I, I guess mm-hmm. just generally like mm-hmm. the stories we're told down every avenue. And I think parenting, I think being being rewarded for doing what someone else tells you to do. And I, pre- I appreciate like that you have to do that. That is part of like forming you into someone that can exist in this society. But you know, that is the essence of punishing a child. It's like, if they do good, they yeah. get good. Or if not, if they do good, if they do what you want them to do they get rewarded if they do something you don't want them to do they get punished I think that's like from our our very early years we're told like yeah yeah that just sparked something else for me is like so at least in the schooling system in the U.S. it's very much like you're a baby you're a kid and everyone's like walk and like be independent and then you learn to walk and you learn to think a little bit for yourself and then you get to school and they're like don't walk sit down don't think for yourself listen to what I have to tell you you know and so I think that like if you are in this like public schooling system more specifically I think that sometimes your boundaries can get dampened by certain teachers or certain lessons where your voice is not valued at that moment and the overall lesson is more valuable than your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that if you don't have a good home environment for you to feel confident to express your voice about the lessons you're learning, then it just solidifies that, you know, what you have to say isn't isn't accepted at that time or isn't worthy of being said yeah and i think that probably solidifies a lot for people yeah because those are people of authority Mm -hmm. yeah i think honestly i think a lot of it does really stem from school Mm -hmm. and then even like kind of as kind of brings us back to my initial statement of like being at the workplace because again it's like you do all of these things you get a good review you get a pay rise if you don't do all these things you're in trouble <laughs> basically yeah. what, how what we don't have any other choice if we live in like mm-hmm. a normal modern day society if we like yeah if we're attempting to live up to those standards mm-hmm. we are here yeah. to people please and something another aspect of people pleasing I've noticed and I wanted to bring up is that I believe that for me and I'm going to speak to my experiences real quick mm. is like I believe that in the past, my people-pleasing has gone so far as to present a side of myself that isn't as true to myself in order to make friends, in order to, like, seem intriguing on a first date. And I know that we all have to kind of shift ourselves to feel out the waters Mm -hmm. between people. I think that's kind of normal to be like, how much do I show of myself? I think that is a good boundary. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was showing up a lot in my life 
especially high school, early college, but I wasn't showing up as myself. I was showing up as what I thought the world wanted me to be and who I thought I needed to be. And when we do that, that's, you know, an adaptation to, quote, survive, Mm -hmm. if you really think of it on a biological Mm -hmm. level. But when we become really conscious and aware of it, what I think that does is it has given people hope for a false person meaning you Mm. may have attracted a group of friends who love who you really aren't Mm. and so when we're not showing our true selves and we're overly pleasing people they're being attracted to the person the facade you're putting on so that when you do get comfortable and you do want to show your true colors that group might not be ready for it Mm. because that's not the person that they engaged with in the beginning Mm-hmm. And then I think that can further solidify sometimes our own limiting beliefs yeah. around, you know, having those boundaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. And same and with relationships. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. And then like that kind of makes you lose your identity in a way because, mm-hmm. or it makes you lose touch with your true identity because once you start to show that, then that's when you face rejection. But it would have, yeah. you probably wouldn't be facing that rejection if you'd, just been your yeah. true self right from the beginning because you would have only attracted people that were that were ready for that exactly mm. and that's like that I think that's a magical realization that like if you are a people pleaser out there that you could be like am I stepping forward with my best foot with who I actually am and like I think one thing that I really appreciate is I have grown to appreciate this more in my lifetime of disagreeing with people. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a beautiful art to disagreeing Mm -hmm. with people. And I feel like here, at least in the U.S., I'm sure so many other places in the world, it feels really black and white, but there's so much gray matter, you know? And it feels really beautifully mature to have an adult conversation on something you might not agree on, but you're choosing to honor and respect each other's views on right now yeah yeah (laughs) so much so much opportunity for that (laughs) yeah it really really is (laughs) yes yeah but no I I wanted to point out one thing Amy actually that you did that I thought you had great boundaries on don't worry it's not gonna be spicy I promise (laughs) no I literally so okay when Amy visited we went to um, Nola's, which is this restaurant in um, Palo Alto, and it's kind of like New Orleans themed. And I think I spoke a little bit about this on a different episode, yeah. so I'm sorry if it's you a were, repeat, You were in awe of this moment. You really were. <laughs> I am still in awe of this moment. I'm going to bring it right back, listeners. But no, I <laughs> yeah. literally like ordered food, and the waiter forgot to put my order in. So everyone else's food came out, and we're kind of just waiting. And then they tried to give me some, someone else's food, like a different table. Like no, Um, and then finally, you know, they come back and like we ask, like you know, do you have this order? Like Amy kind of like chimes in, like she hasn't got her food yet. They put the order in, and it just takes forever. Um, So I get the food once everybody's already eaten. And what I want to (laughs) point out here is that I was willing to just sit there and be like, oh, that sucked, but like I really don't want to make the. you know the waitress mad mm. or the waiter upset and I really don't want to like you know rock the boat in any way so I was gonna just sit there and just take it you know and that's sometimes what I do and by doing that sometimes I dampen my voice I dampen the true me who really wants to like 
express that like I didn't appreciate something and so Amy stepped in to her beautiful boundaries and was like when the check came was like hi like she said so kindly like hey like her food came so late after like all of us and like we would like to not have that on our check and like you said it so beautifully that I was sitting there like oh my gosh I like that was such a good like that seems small to you but with the level of people pleaser I've been in my life that feels huge to me like that's a huge win like I get scared to return things because I'm like please don't be mad at me this didn't fit and they don't fucking care they're like okay yeah grab another size but like yeah so I thought that was huge uh but you know what I think that comes mm-hmm. from is I just have a personal gripe going slightly off topic now, but I just have a personal issue with like good service just doesn't exist anymore. Like anywhere you go, when I was younger, people would really make a thing about ha- welcoming you to a restaurant mm-hmm. and like making you feel like you were having an experience that just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like people that serve you and in shops in restaurants anywhere it's like you're a pain in their Mm -hmm. ass you're like oh I'm so sorry I've come here (laughs) to your establishment (laughs) so Uh so I just have like a personal vendetta now about people that in service no offense if you're in service I'm sure you do it lovely Mm -hmm. um but that's why I have no issue establishing my boundaries with people that I don't think I get good service from because I'm like it's literally the reason you're here (laughs) and that but this is a great example (laughs) you saying that because my brain the way it thinks is like oh my god Mm. I'm the problem they're irritated with me I'm annoying (laughs) and like that's like the people pleaser you know and the like anxiety around that but what you're saying is valid like no we deserve a quality experience and so yeah I love that those are two sides of like a similar coin of an experience Mm. um Mm. yeah I (laughs) well thank thank you for that compliment around totally thank you and there's like that stands out to me and there's literally like one coworker I have and she's just like she's younger than me but she has such good boundaries and like I don't know if I I haven't had her permission to say her name on here but so I won't but like (laughs) she literally will be like I like she'll say like if something's bothering her she'll let the person know like hey the way you said this kind of bothered me a little bit just want to let you know like really kind wow like, see kind that I but done in do. a that done in a do. really tactful way so i always tell her i'm always just like dude she's a leo and i'm like you're a damn a leo oh, like sorry <laughs> astrology up in here but leo leaders out there with good boundaries um yeah no I I really appreciate that too so I've had more examples in my lifetime of women with good boundaries nice yeah good yeah good (laughs) I also gonna say too like okay so I've been thinking of this because I said like I think this was passed down from my grandma to my mom to me yeah and something I have been like really pondering on recently is that like the things that I don't deal with in my lifetime that are overarching themes will be something my child will have to address. And I've been thinking of that Mm, through that lens, not of guilt, but as of empowerment of like, I don't want to continue the people pleaser cycle. And I don't want my child to bear the burden of feeling like they owe everyone a good experience except for themselves, you know? And like, so Mm -hmm. I, I I feel passion and responsibility to 
actually like work Mm -hmm. on these things as an adult so that I don't pass this on for my kid to have to deal with Mm -hmm. wow talking like I have a kid I don't have one yet you guys but someday (laughs) I'm gonna love them so much (laughs) yeah uh, of course yeah um okay so how are you gonna practice no and that's the thing so it's got I've got to get more uncomfortable that's what it is like I literally I am it's it's such a hard thing for me but I actually practiced it today like my boss Mm -hmm. is like so busy and honestly a genuinely good person like I'm not saying that to people please I actually mean that but like today or I guess yeah was it today okay so I've been working on this project and I misunderstood what he meant because we both thought we understood what we meant and so I was like oh it's gonna take me a long time to do all this and he was like oh I just um I want to know kind of like the time frame and I'm like well I'm doing this and he's like oh no 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 I meant to do have you do this and like I'm being very vague because it's like confidential Um, I can't like say that but it was funny because I just looked at him and I was like okay you you did not say that and then there's this moment of like oh I'm sorry I may have forgotten that or like you know whatever and it was an uncomfortable moment for me as an employee because Mm -hmm. I want my boss to be happy with the work that I create and make but it actually led to this really great moment of like us both being like well damn you know no worries like here's where Mm. we go now we both know what we mean and it ended up being for the better which was great so yeah yeah and that is something that you find like when you Mm. are able to like speak what's actually on your mind or actually set a boundary and be honest with people that kind of is setting yourself up for like moments of connection and like getting closer to people like when you feel like you've crossed that mental barrier with someone else you become closer to them I find at least and it's really ironically it's actually really good for strengthening relationships even if you're actually (laughs) telling someone you don't want to do something no I think that that's huge and I think it can only better better people Mm, good I wanted to talk um a little bit about Mm -hmm. overwhelm as well as people pleasing because I think overwhelm can kind of be a maybe not a symptom but it's kind of what comes out of people pleasing if you if you oversubscribed yourself and you've got too much on it's what it's definitely what I deal with doing too much I start to just honestly I like start to shut down in my life Mm. I start to get like ridiculous apathy and I'm just like what's the point of doing all this I can't do all of this and I start to have really negative feelings and Mm. I like stop being able to sleep all night and things like that so I wanted to talk a little bit about the feeling of being overwhelmed because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have experienced overwhelm especially if they have chronic illness I think that is an absolute hot pot of being overwhelmed (laughs) Um, and then we can maybe suggest some things that can help people out and help limit their feelings of overwhelm Mm -hmm. so what does it feel like to you when you're overwhelmed I think you described it in a way I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to. And I have felt overwhelmed in many different aspects of my life. And um, 
going to like um like social gatherings mm-hmm. like if I have overbooked a weekend where like I have a friend who like is coming to visit from Washington but I also have a friend's birthday on Sunday oh, and then yeah. I promised like a brunch up mm-hmm. you know this person's house you know and I'm trying to make it all work because I love all these people right mm-hmm. um I think what it is is perfectly you said this feeling of shutdown and yeah. that feeling of shutdown sometimes it can, that's a low um dose of anxiety like mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. a momentary experience of anxiety not anxiety itself it can be that too but there is something to that shutdown feeling because I believe that you know I believe there's a lot of truth in the way that we have progressed biologically and evolved and our bodies are not we're still not quite built for the world we live in yeah so we're living in this very hyperactive world and our bodies are not quite up to a technological speed like that Mm -hmm. um and I don't mean by intelligence or anything I just mean by like overdoing it for ourselves and I think that when we ignore those feelings of just feeling like apathy and not feeling called to do anything I call it almost like a life paralysis like you feel like you just cannot move you don't know what the next things to do you don't know how to prioritize it Mm -hmm. I think if we go through that repetitively without addressing that 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 becomes burnout yeah that is something that a lot of people struggle with is like burning out in their career burning out as a parent burning out as a, a partner in a relationship and like and a lot of times no one is to blame for that it's just that we haven't managed our lives in a realistic way when it comes to responsibilities or social gatherings or anything really Mm -hmm. yeah and it's going to be different for everyone because I was going to say like what's the how much can we manage but that is completely Mm -hmm. individual um based on your experiences Mm -hmm. and your circumstances and you're going to be capable of different things at different times and yeah I think really asking yourself at the point of committing to something really being like what have I got going on am I going to be able to do this or should I suggest something else yeah and sometimes you know and that's the weird thing with chronic illness though Amy Mm. is like some and I've seen so many memes on it but sometimes (laughs) I feel great and I'm like yeah I'll see you Friday night and then Friday night comes and I feel like shit I literally like I'm like there's no way I'm getting out of these pajamas and so you know I think that we have to like as we adapt to new parts of our lives we have to respect that people's bodies like work differently and Mm -hmm. one day we can feel good the next we can feel awful and I think that if we are people pleasers in that moment and we disregard how our body feels I think we stick in a cycle of sickness for ourselves those who are chronically ill Mm -hmm. um we are not giving our time the time our body needs to like rest and repair Mm. um we're basically avoiding that red flag oh god yeah and I yeah that's so true and avoiding that red flag is kind of going back to the beginning around um you're like yeah I gotta do this could I go I gotta prove that this illness isn't gonna beat me but Mm -hmm. at the same time you're only doing more harm than good for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because I I recently heard from this um this other podcast on Ed My Lives, like a hundred and three year old doctor who was on, <laughs> she was mentioning that like 
when a doctor tells you to go home and get rest, people are like, well, I'm going to go home and do nothing. But actually, that's a prescription. Getting rest is doing something. It means Mm. you're going home and you're honoring your body. You are resting. And culturally, we refuse to see that as doing something, but that is doing something. And I think we just have to change our perspective on that too, especially in the chronic illness community where we need to like really destigmatize the shame around quote doing nothing which really what it should be is quote healing our bodies so that it's not attacking us in this way Mm. like that is really doing something yes that was so beautifully said exactly exactly like when you're declining something saying oh I I am staying at home to take care of myself (laughs) like that's a that's a valid thing to be doing Mm -hmm. And you're, yeah. you're, you're allowed to say, you're allowed to pass on things because you're doing that instead, because that's more important. Mm-hmm. And I guess for the tangible takeaway there, like you just said, Amy, like you can respond with like, I need to take care of my body tonight. Another takeaway I think for that is if you are a chronic people pleaser, don't, you don't have to overly explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I do this a lot. I'll be like, I can't make it out tonight because I don't feel good because my hand hurts because I need to put a heating <laughs> pad on it because I, you know, I feel like I owe them the most in-depth response, but like truly like you don't, you don't owe anyone that and the people yeah. who really love you are not going to mind and they're going to want you to rest up and yeah, well, you know, so, so true, so true, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, love it okay I have a little list of things that I wrote Mm -hmm. out about what you can do when you're suffering with overwhelm and you're in that like apathy state around how you can manage life a little bit better and what you can what you can do so I'll go through that now (laughs) yeah (laughs) not one of my, my one of my favorite tips is to actually take it one day at a time because mm. what, that's when I start to get, when I'm looking at like the week ahead and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this that night. And then I'm going to London on Wednesday and then I have to go to see my parents. And then I'm, you know, all of this stuff, that's when I start to get overwhelmed by it. Whereas if you just take what you're doing in that one day and work out how you're gonna do that, you're so much better off that way. and if you can break it down by making a to-do list as well so mm-hmm. actually doing practical like okay I need to like pack a bag because I'm doing that or I need to I don't know whatever your tasks related to what you've got going on just writing that down into a list of like easy small things that you can physically tick off is a really good way to like cheat your mind into feeling that you have things under control even if you maybe don't and I do that with work a lot as well I make a to-do list of the day and I'll literally do like check emails as a as a Mm. as a tick box whereas a lot of people wouldn't see that as a task they would just like see that as like something that they inherently need to do but if you're making it a task you're ticking it off you're like giving yourself that sense of achievement which really helps like aliven you to the day and what you've got going on um and on the making lists I think it's really good to empty your brain before bed so all of the thoughts that you have in your in your head just write them down on a piece of paper or on your phone before bed and just like getting them out 
and getting them somewhere else physically can be really good for getting them out of your mind and I do mm-hmm. find that if I'm if there's thoughts going around and I get rid of them they do stop going around my head and it gives me like a little bit of peace yeah yeah I love that don't bring them into the dream realm yeah <laughs> yeah let your dream realm self have some peace god damn it don't don't think about work in the dream world dream realm (laughs) um another tip is to make life easy for yourself so this Mm. is particularly around food for me because if i'm overwhelmed there is nothing more overwhelming than thinking about what i'm gonna eat I don't know why it just it doesn't come naturally to me and I going to a supermarket is overwhelming planning out a week of meals is so overwhelming so if you know you have a busy period coming up doing like a HelloFresh or a Gusto or just getting like ready meals from the supermarket but just taking off your plate whatever you can take off your plate it might not be cooking for you it might be something else but yeah if there's something that can be removed do it um and on that lean on people that care about you like I know there are certain people in my life that will go above and beyond to help me and would want me to reach out to them if I'm struggling so I do that and I let myself be be taken care of and I feel no guilt around that because I guess the people that I have in my life I know it makes them happy to look after me so it's everyone's a winner everyone's a winner when I go and get taken care of by my parents (laughs) I love that yes (laughs) yeah um and then my final one was do what or get into whatever escapism means to you so Mm. for me this is reading reading is like the only the only thing on earth that can take me somewhere else I know some people get it from like movies and TV shows, but that isn't enough to engage me. But books, like holding a book in my hand, that's the only time that I like leave this world behind. And like at literally hours can go past and I haven't even realized. So oh. if, <laughs> yeah, if, um, if I need a bit of time to just get out of here, I always read a book and um, just take some time for myself. And like that puts my soul at peace yeah I love that my friend Gabby who you met when you visited oh, yeah she says the same thing she's like I could just escape into a book and lose track of time yeah I want that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very hard for me I like start reading I get really distracted and I reread the same thing like 10 times I'm oh, like what did yeah. I mean? but that's... I need a good book because that's what I have with TV I have to rewind Mm. TV because I realize I've stopped listening it just doesn't it doesn't engage me but yeah reading is like there's been times where it's like gone dark while I've been reading and not noticed and I haven't noticed and then I come up and I'm just like oh my god the sun's gone down (laughs) it's dark (laughs) whoa oh my gosh that's amazing yeah um so yeah I want to throw that out there for anyone that's like feeling overwhelmed just some just some things you can do to help yourself out I like that a lot like to get out of your mind and into your body in mm-hmm. a way too like mm-hmm. if moving your body is the way to get out of your mind that's good but also you're saying you know getting out of your own mind and into another world like yeah reading, and I like that too yeah mm-hmm. 
I find when I'm really stressed, trying to schedule an exercise just stresses me out more. Yeah. I know there will be people that really rely on it. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. But that just adds an extra stress to me because I'll like put it on and then it won't be the thing I want to do. And then I'll be like, yeah. oh God, and you haven't ex- exercised. You are worthless. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, not really. The, yes, the overwhelm of, of demanding exercise when you're yeah. just already like feeling defeated. Yeah. It can be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like you know with overwhelm too like I always think of people who are or myself and I think what could be helpful for other people with chronic illness is like thinking of like our energy as like literally a battery just envision mm. a battery in your mind like your apple phone or whatever kind of phone battery you have and just imagine like what level you're at and be honest with yourself like sometimes I know I'm like half battery yeah, but I'm operating at a full battery level, and I'm like, I'm gonna run yeah. out. Like, I can't keep doing all this. And the recharge, like putting ourselves on a charger, means to stop yes. and like take care of ourselves. Like that's how I envision it. It's like I'm gonna have to charge soon because I'm gonna run out. Like, uh, I love <laughs> that so much. And like being at home is when you're charging. Mm-hmm. Just when you're yeah. at home, not doing anything is your charging time. Yeah, I love that idea. Totally. And sometimes in the past I've let that let my battery die and you'll you'll know because you're literally like I need to be home like you're like eyes are starting to fall asleep you're like I cannot do anymore and there's nothing else for me out here so that is like indicative of like run to the nearest charger even if your friend's house just sleep there charge I love it I love it Oh, Do you I think feel like we covered yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing up this topic. I felt like in many ways this was very therapeutic for me mm-hmm. because like when you're like, okay, how are, how are you going to do that? I love that because it's like, yeah, I can talk about these things as a recovering people pleaser, but if <laughs> I don't really have a plan or if I don't have support, it can be really yeah. hard to move forward from these things so if you listen to this and you're like I'm overwhelmed or I am a people pleaser um, look for your best supports Mm -hmm. you know that could be your parents a loved one a best friend you know yeah Um, and you know be open about that Mm. and exercise with the people who love you exercise boundaries yeah you can even tell them ahead of time I'm really working on my boundaries and yeah you know I want to exercise these with you so like if I really can't make it to something next time I'm just gonna tell you yeah you can tell them ahead of time you don't have to wait until the scary moment you know yeah and get them to be like your accountability coach have your friend Mm -hmm. out check in and be like have you respected your boundaries this week have you told people yeah. no this week and have someone that's encouraging you to do that is mm-hmm. really powerful but yeah definitely definitely tell people that this is what you're doing and you will get support for sure definitely yeah oh well thank you all for being yes, here thank you i'm for always listening. just like I'm always so happy when someone's like, oh, I listen to your podcast. Mm. When they say that to us, Amy, I'm like, you listen to us talk. Thank you. Because <laughs> we really do appreciate you. Like, yeah. it literally means the world. Yeah. It just does. Thank you very much for having us in your brain right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and get us out of there before you fall asleep. Write us out. <laughs> <laughs>
Or not. We'll just pop up in your dreams. <laughs> Don't take us to the dream realm with you. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's it. Bob. Mm. We'll see you guys back yeah. here in two weeks. And until then. Remember to let the light in. Bye. Bye.